Welcome to the Election 2007 Podcast Interviews. In this podcast series, candidates in the May 2007 polls tell you what they think about the various issues and problems facing the country. No sound bites, just complete answers to pressing questions so you can make an informed choice in May. Welcome to the Election 2007 podcast. Our guest for this podcast is Congressman Benigno Aquino III. Aquino is running for senator under the genuine opposition slate. Welcome to the show, Congressman. Thank you for having me. Our first question will be from Myla Aher. Hi, sir. This is Myla Aher, governing the House of Representatives. First question is, what made you decide to run for the Senate? The Senate is the one of two, I think, you know, remaining institutions that have proven an effective check you know, with uh, the excesses that we feel the current administration is uh, doing on the Filipino people. The other institution is, of course, the Supreme Court. You know, and uh, there will be, even if I didn't run, there will be a new composition with regards to the Senate. For example, President Frank Trillon will be ending his term come uh, June 30. And as you know, he has been at the forefront of our party in trying to uphold all of the democratic uh, principles and ideas. You know during these periods of crisis that our country is facing. So we feel that in, if we don't put up a fight uh, for that position, it might even change the effectivity of the Senate as an effective check and balance mechanism. Are there expectations from you, um, because being uh, the son of the former president, uh, the son of the late, uh, the mighty uh, senator, and you know, that, from the Aquino clan, are there expectations? Not, not only from, from the family, you know, Everything that we've done is assumed to have been a given, but more so from other people, who, who um, others who find themselves, other politicians who find themselves in my same situation. Uh, there have been several instances where their staffs, their, their staff rather, had uh, mentioned that you're not an Aquino, you don't have to go to that this extreme of fighting this current regime. And I was saying, is that should that be the case? No? Are we something special, exceptional, or the exceptions to the rule? No. This should be a fight, given the fact that um, it's in everybody's interest. Everybody should be participative in this uh, current crisis that our democracy is facing. So, in terms of expectations, even I, I've, long ago I have said that I will not be able to to surpass what my parents have accomplished, though, which frees me from the pressures that I would have had in trying to overcome their achievements, which in turn I think leads to an efficiency in terms of fulfilling my duties at this point in time. I'm not uh, concentrated or concerned with any other factors rather than just being able to do the best job that I can. I think I'm a combination already of both the traits of my, my parents. So my father was tended to be, though he wasn't dictatorial, no, he was such a perfect convincer of people that uh, everybody was persuaded as to the validity of his, of his views. No, and, even, and even though he decided beforehand on a question that he would propose to everybody, At the end of the session, everybody felt that they were part and parcel in making that decision. My mother's style has always been consensus generating. Now, and I think I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle of both, trying to get uh, the best traits of both and trying to be even more efficient in terms of championing the advocacy that I've uh, fought for uh, all this time. No? Again, I tend to be more, I'd like to be as thoroughly prepared on any subject, whereas my father seemed to be like um Well, not the most intense expert on all subject matters, but he gave that impression to everybody. So before I, I'm more deliberative and um, perhaps even more, how should I put it? I, th I want to be even surer of any position that I take before I start having an advocacy. Mm. 
on any particular issue. So there are differences, but at the same time, there are uh, there are very great similarities amongst all of us, especially given the fact that uh, a lot of my perspectives on on the world, on, on this country, on these issues, the system of governments, were formed due to their influences. Uh, what took you so long to run for the National Post? We've had several problems in Tarlac. There is, of course, also the political mix that has existed from 1998. The first person who was convincing me to run for the Senate was uh, former President Estrada. And I told him that being a neophyte congressman, I felt I wasn't ready. Come 2004, like a lot of the populace, we we felt we had choices that were not um, uh, inspiring. We, uh, some have uh, decided, you know, chose the lesser of the evils and that type of thing. And I didn't want to be beholden to a group or a person that I wasn't exactly sure of. Now I feel that um, with the current crisis, to do otherwise would be to be a traitor to the legacy of my parents and everybody else who sacrificed for us to get to this stage. And um, it is high time that um, we continue, again, on the effectivity of the Senate, being an effective check and balance on the excesses that are being perpetrated now. So if you get elected in the Senate, how are you going to define your term? Well, number one, uh, I'd, I'd like to try and explore the possibility together with the allies in the House of going back into making the budgetary process an effective means in achieving that check and balance. No? Something as simple as, well, not really si simple in concept, but hard in, in trying to put into practice the idea of line item budgeting. Now, whereas, as you know, Intelligence funds, for instance, the very first resolution I filed in the House was for us to have an Intelligence Oversight Committee. And after nine years, we have yet to have a single hearing on that proposal. And what does that mean? No? Year in, year out, we approve intelligence budgets of over 20 different agencies and offices in government. And not one member in the House, not the Chairman of Appropriations, not the Speaker, would be privy to, the, to what these funds are going to. And I, I felt that that was an indirect violation, if not the letter, the spirit of the Constitution, which says that we are responsible directly because we are the only agency of government, the House of Representatives, who is uh, where appropriations can emanate from. No. That will be, again, no. anytime a budget is proposed to us, it will be as much as possible, not lump some figures. We want to be able to specify exactly where everything is going. And in that sense, not really support policies of government that we feel are worthwhile supporting and at the same time suppress activities that are detrimental to the people. Mm. Now that is easier said than done, I realize that. But you know the Senate you will have less people to convince, of course harder to convince, but definitely freer people than the House, which is subject to so many pressures from the executive. That is one. The other is of course the idea of continuing in the tradition of the Senate of Enlightening the people, which is the first step towards organizing them towards concerted action for issues like the fertilizer scam. I'm wondering if the biofuels program right now, which seems to be confusing a lot of people in the whole country, is the next version of the so-called fertilizer scam. And just to point out one thing, whereas you're embarking on a new strategy of addressing the energy question, you're embarking on several roads at the same time, being that you're promoting several plants. When you say several, I understand it's more than five. And of course, that there is a truism that you cannot be a master of all of this at the same time. 
if you embark on trying to learn all of them at the same time. Also, the idea of processing for all of these plants no, is not extant. Until about, I think, three weeks ago when somebody said that they're thinking of setting up a processing plant in Davao. So at the end of the day, by next year, we'll, uh, after, I understand there are several hundreds of millions in the budget this year earmarked for propagating all of the so-called plants for biofuels. I wonder if they will, next year they will be explaining why this biofuel program is uh, not working out. No, and uh, when February now, I assume by March next year, no, there will be reasons of either a drought or typhoons or so on and so forth. So that will be something that, uh, again, the Senate in its role as, a, as a, a, a means for checking the workings of the executive should be able to do. You know, and and when going back to the budget, you know, the choice before us this year was reenacted budget or a budget that will give the executive practically everything they wanted the way they wanted it. And that, I think, has to be really, we really have to work that out. And also the CA mm. is another issue. No? Mm. Um, it might, we might be in conformity with the letter of the law in terms of those being bypassed, being reappointed. No? <coughs> but the practice has been that people who have been bypassed continuously mm. you know, and should not be entitled to that mm. position. Because the, the, you know, the, the spirit of the law is a secretary can sit only with concurrence by mm. the commission on appointments. And being bypassed and being uh, and getting the concurrence are not exactly the same thing. So one would want to see the CA be more effective. And uh, again, that will be with closer cooperation with the House and, uh, and try to explore how, does, how do we make these two main means of providing that check and balance effective. Since you are running under the opposition ticket and once you get elected in the Senate, you will be allied with the opposition. Uh, are we going to see you changing lanes along the road? Well, it, if it becomes a different administration, probably no, at some point in time. But seriously, the issue is not joining one group or another. I am I am a candidate to the Liberal Party primarily. Uh, we find ourselves allied with those who are questioning the governance of the current administration. But the end, at the end of the day, we are we owe our primary loyalty to the people. And whomsoever should be serving that their interests best will be those that we will align ourselves with. And to a large degree, the current composition of the Senate is not cannot be considered in any way a pro-administration slate. No? So, if at all, if we are all successful, we will be maintaining that, uh, that uh, facet of the Senate so that, again, there will be a need for uh, the executive to convince other branches of government as to the validity of its policies or programs. So, so long as the president is there, you will be... Um, we're, not, we're not making it personal. No? So long as they embark on the same method of governance or this form of governance. What does that mean? No? After we left in July of uh, 2005, there were emissaries that were sent and asking for reconciliation. And what the minimum that we asked was, we have certain issues, why don't you at least review whether or not our issues are valid? And at the end of the, the day, if you think we're wrong, no, then I think you should, it's in the, it should be intrinsic upon you to correct what we, what we have been showing you or our valid issues. Now, in, in case after review we're proven wrong, then there are no more issues that uh, should separate us. The sad part is they didn't even bother to review any of the issues. Specifically, the North Trail was one topic that I discussed with the one emissary. And I, and I explained to him what our issues were. No? And, and he practically agreed with everything I said. And then he was trying to give me a, 
some justification for going on this route that is so detrimental to the people. And I said, in final analysis, how can I be true to the people uh, and agree with what you're doing to them? So up to this date, and that was like two years ago, no, we have yet to see them even attempting no, to review whether or not they are embarking on the right path. In direct answer to the North Rail question, they will be, they're contemplating something like at least five new rail systems in addition to the North Rail. No, and I'm asking if they're going to do it the same method that they do the North Rail, then they, are, they did not only try and listen to the validity and try to determine whether we had a valid point, but in fact they will go even more headlong into, ish, into activities that are clearly detrimental to the people and in violation of so many different laws. Okay, thank you, sir. Uh, sir, good evening. Alex Villafaña from Inquirer.net. Yes, good evening. Uh, sir, my first question. Um, what Philippine laws do you think should be amended or repealed? Yung wiretapping for me is one, uh, one of the issues. No? I think we should also review the, the mechanism for setting up wage increases no? through the regional wage adjudication boards, which has not pleased anybody, not the, not the, the bosses nor the labor component. I, had, I have a bill pending in the House right now which mandates a mandatory increase, I will, a mandatory profit sharing scheme. No? And uh, various things here are auditors that will be outside or internal auditors selected by labor from a list approved by government. And then again, the basic concept is try to get everybody focused on trying to make the pie from which they share upon bigger. There is of course yung, the whole issue of graph and corruption amongst other agencies, the AFP and DND. For the past, I think, seven years already, we, I have had a, a special provision inserted into the General Appropriations Act mandating bidding. And uh, though there has, there has some been movement already towards uh, reforming in distribution, for instance, of their fuel, uh, making sure that there's less you know, ideas of conversion and so on and so forth, they have not actually undergone bidding up to now. And um, of course, that is something that um, various other agencies of government should be looking into because I think there is a violation of a pertinent uh, law, no, which is that special provision. Again, more checks on the intelligence funds is another thing. A review of the agrarian reform law. No? The agrarian reform program was supposed to last for 10 years. By I think by next year, it will be 20 years already. There was an extension. Dar is asking for another extension of at least five years. And uh, I, I worry that, um, you know, Land in the Philippines is supposed to be a finite element, but uh, suddenly you have Dar saying that they have discovered or recently discovered more that are, should be subject to the Comprehensive Agrarian Reform Program. And this happens on the 19th year of the program. And given the fact that land does not beget land, <laughs> how can they have not put it in the inventory to begin with? Now is one question. And of course, by extending it, all of the issues attendant to it, so-called um, is uh, scandals, well, scams regarding conversions, issues of uh, in the repayment by farmer beneficiaries, the insolvency of the lending institutions like the land bank who have advanced X amount of pesos already. No? See if, if it is a success or a failure, but generally it's perceived to be a failure, and then reenact, come up with a new scheme embodied in a new law that will do away with the errors of the previous agrarian reform program. So that 
at the end of the day, our farmers will really be able to benefit from it. Yung, as you know, the lack of uh, funding for things like forming their cooperatives. So you have to spend two years on community organizing before you get a viable community organization. That didn't happen. Uh, things like your massive the technical support or even your credit support should also be put into should, should also be reviewed and be made more efficient. It's also another one. No. But more so, I guess the, the primary work that I'll be doing in the Senate, if elected, will be to watch in all of these programs that are being undertaken by this government. You know, a highlight of this year's uh, General Appropriations Act is seemingly the mess and the jumble that they're doing with it. Now, for instance, uh, uh, under the DILG budget, there is supposed to be a provision for cap capital outlay for equipment purchases. No? So I asked what equipment were envisioned to be purchased, and it, they answered medical equipment. So I was kind of perplexed why the DILG would be buying medical equipment and area where, where it is not an expert. I understand this is partly a grant from the Spanish government, but you go back to what is the expertise of the DILG with regards to medical equipment. The DSWD will be tasked to undertake microfinancing, which again is not a course core facility or core skill of the DSWD. The DEPED will be part and parcel of a feeding or nutrition program, no, primarily rice. And you wonder whether that would be best left to the nutrition board, for instance, or uh, the Department of Health. No? So one is hard put to understand what exactly the scheme of governance is. No? And that has to be looked into. As you know, the budget is a primary tool whereby you can withdraw or augment funds, augment for things that you feel are worthwhile, and withdraw from things that are not good for the people. So that, again, will be a primary focus. One would want to revisit a lot of our laws and, and go into, for instance, a codification of, the, of our existing laws, like the Vice Penal Code, because even our lawyers are already confused. But there are more urgent concerns, no? like in the investigations of the fertilizers come previously, uh, the North Rail, the extrajudicial killings now. And with the end in view of how do you stop uh, all of these things that are wrong? Mm -hmm. uh, so that will be, a lot of the focus will be on that. Sir, does it mean that you're gonna, uh, you will be uh, coming up with bills or perhaps uh, pushing for laws that would eventually cover these issues that you that you mentioned? Well, I already have fi I filed in the House um, various measures. No? In fact, this last Congress has been the only one that we have been not as uh, prolific, primarily because after we, we got re-elected in 2004, by 2005 we were already engaged in these impeachment battles. You have all of the budget fights, you have all of the charter change uh, Forms no, that have been that they have attempted to perpetrate on all of us. I think I will have to refile that uh, man mandatory profit sharing bill that I filed in the house, primarily because it has fallen by the wayside. No, the intelligence oversight committee for the house will be filed by my allies in the house in time, because the Senate already has an intelligence oversight committee. The agrarian reform package or uh, the revision of the agrarian reform law or an amendment to it is being studied at this point by various consultants, both legal and those who are uh, experts as far as agrarian reform is concerned. Mm -hmm. Then I'm sure there will be a lot also with regards to yung, sa urban poor, no? which uh, is again another concern. And again, also something for the youth. Now, there is a, a scheme, for instance, whereby how do we achieve peace in Mindanao 
I understand one of the primary problems is a lot of the people who are holding reins of power on both sides are those who were engaged in intense conflicts during you know, the past, well, over 30 years. No? To the point that they are no longer uh, the trust that is necessary to get at least to the first stage of any uh, serious agreement is impossible because of the intense distrust. So one of the proposals is to have a cross, in effect, cross-pollination. We will get students from the area, set them up in various urban areas and Christian-dominated areas, let them develop their old boy network or their barcadas amongst you know, Christian youth, and, and the reverse, so to send some of our Christian youth to Muslim areas and thereby set the next generation into trusting each other, mm -hmm. which is the necessary core for any long-lasting agreement mm -hmm. amongst the warring factions. So, bills that will enable the government to do that no, are also being formulated at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Then, actually, there, there are so many things, especially if there is no need to keep on checking the governance of this current administration. Mm -hmm. But going, having said that, one of the one of the roles that I think I've always been playing at has been in fiscalizing. And unfortunately, there seems to be more and more calls to, to effectively check and fiscalize this current administration. And one could only hope that Sarah, we could really move on. No? But unfortunately, instead of addressing the issues, they either you know, change the issues under discussion or they keep on continuing what has been wrong already to begin with. And those of us who are opposed to that particular system, to that viewpoint of getting us back to the pre-EDSA days, we'll find ourselves more and more in the fight to preserve the gains of EDSA. Uh, sir, right now, the, well, the Catholic Church is a major power in, in, in Philippine elections. And right now, sir, um, it, has, it has been uh, adamant about regard, regarding several issues. For example, reproductive health, the use of condoms to prevent HIV, even gay and lesbian uh, uh, rights. And well, for example, um, a marriage of uh, gays and lesbians. Sir, will you be pushing for for such, you know, um, for these issues that the Catholic Church is uh, opposed to? In my position with regards to reproductive health no, has been that, first let us admit that there is a problem in terms of the population. Let us also admit that there seems to be a dearth of uh, knowledge in terms of value formation. For instance, even in my my own circle, I have a, one of my security men has eight children, and unfortunately, you know, for whatever reason, he he and his wife started remembering that they would have to educate them even up to the college level uh, a year before the eldest was about to enter college, and his comment was, "Mahal pala magpaaral sa college." No, at that point in time, that thing, and I think he has three children already by now, so. Uh, and of course, you're, what, 17 or 18 when you get into college? And I, I asked him, in 18 years, you never thought that there would come a time when you will have to spend so much money to educate your children. Then some, and he said something to the effect that somehow it escaped our attention. No. So, in, in my district, there is a family that I understand. Let me try to get it right. You know, I think he has 16 children. He has only one wife. No, no I'm not, I, that, that seems so unusual, no? But uh, especially when yung, the, the, the reason given is that once it's nightfall, there is nothing left to do except to procreate. Around. But anyway, yung, he had several twins. Oh, but, but 16 children is no joke, no? 
So, I think the state should be part and parcel of educating all our families na when you have children, there are certain sets of responsibilities, no? Yung feeding, yung clothing, yung sheltering, yung educating, and so on and so forth, no? So, the state should come in. Then, at the same time, the idea of trying to to plan your family should also be put into place. As to methods of planning, no? Then, or family planning, it should be the it should the state should be out of it. These are your choices. Then at the end of the day, you as a free citizen in a democratic country, basing it on your conscience, basing it on on the beliefs of your of your church, should be left alone to decide on what is appropriate for you and your family. Mm-hmm. Okay. As far as the the other issue was in uh, same sex marriage, no. Yung in that sense, I'm not very liberal. I'm kind of conservative. No? Um, I. I believe nobody should be discriminated against. We were told by um, Professor, um, the name escapes me now, no? but uh, the proposed uh, first nominee for uh, the party list, Ladlad, no? who I was with in a, in a, in a forum, that there was somebody who was very, very qualified no? and uh, who passed everything until, until she got to the interview portion and she admitted that she was a lesbian and that was the sole reason for her being disqualified. I don't agree that that should be a basis. Then that should really be looked into. As far as uh, in same-sex marriage, I, um, I really would ha- want to think about that a lot more given the fact that uh, my focus would be always on the child. No? In the innocent should not be given even more burdens than what is absolutely necessary. So, for instance, <clears throat> if um, somebody undertakes an abortion, no, in, I've always had the perspective that the right of that child you know, is, even supersedes the right of the uh, of the mother, because you know, that child did not ha- was not a party to the decision that led to that unwanted pregnancy, and therefore should not be the primary focus of having to pay the price for it. No, uh, so as far as that issue is concerned I don't know I, at this point in time I don't think I am I will be a proponent of same-sex marriage I will probably be even an advocate of uh, trying to quote-unquote no, give the child a better or a more normal environment no? so as to give him the same opportunities that I had no? given uh, the increasingly complex world we find ourselves in I'm sorry I forgot the other the other, the other issue uh, the use of condoms to prevent HIV and AIDS at the end of the day, you know, even the Catholic Church, the way I was taught, tells you that it is your conscience that is the final arbiter of what you should or should not do. You, know? you have an obligation to listen to the Church's teachings. You have an obligation to hear from the community of which your Church is made of. But at the end of the day, it will be, again, your, your conscience. And the state should not be dictating your conscience to you. That is, uh, I think, violative of the freedom of religion provision of our constitution. Mm-hmm. So I cannot impose my set of beliefs on somebody else. I can try and convince somebody else of my beliefs, but I should not be imposing. All right, uh, sir, for my last question. Um, in your simplest explanation, sir, or uh, strategy, what plans do you have to adjust the country's deteriorating education system? You know, like any other problem in this country, it's a chicken and egg question. You know? I'm, I'm an economist by training, so that tends to be my method of attack. Mm. When you have very scant resources, it's very, it is even more crucial to be to ensure that you you get the most bang for your uh, the most bang for each peso you spend. 
So when you get into projects like the North Rail, the PNCC renewal of franchise deal, this biofuels fertilizer scam, etc., etc., that that was so much wastage that could have gotten into the educational system. No, how do we change it? Um, I'm not an expert, no, into the faults of the educational system. In my district, we have tried to provide them the facilities necessary to have at least the environment, no, of a of a good education. We built close to about 350 classrooms already. Uh, the cooperation that has existed, you know, my, some of my role models are teachers in the Marikina public school system, who had to undertake second jobs away from school. You know, meaning they had stores in the in the market, etc., to provide their own school with encyclopedias. Sometimes even the pads and pencils that they were giving their students. Mm -hmm. you know, so, in terms of a, a cadre that is very very dedicated, knowledgeable, etc., we have that. Um, There seems to be, there should be a refocus of the educational system that does not gear them to get into jobs that are non-existent. Mm -hmm. Perhaps even from from the primary level, we can already start going to uh, courses like that will um, give them the technical skills. So, for instance, a uh, uh, greater abilities in math, no? so that they can have access to the growing IT field amongst mm -hmm. other things. Uh, engineering uh, degrees and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, like a core philosophy of mine is that a public servant is not the dictator nor the boss in a democracy or a representative democracy. At the end of the day, you are aware first of your limitations. Number two, your need to talk to the experts and to the uh, the target clientele. No? They are the ones who will, and I try to practice that in my district, you will know the problem you will probably have the best solutions. Then my job as your servant is to try and facilitate and expedite the solutions that are that seemingly are the best no, to all of this. Mm -hmm. Now, not one person who claims to be an expert on all things no, will also be a person who's truthful. Mm -hmm. no. First is, to any real solution, an admission of where you're weak. No. So in that case, in a lot of other areas, talk to the experts and try and revisit what has already been done. Mm -hmm. To ensure that you do not repeat the past mistakes and really try to move on forward. Mm -hmm. uh, sir, um, regarding education and IT, uh, since we already touched on the subject, um, many graduates, college graduates right now are working as call center agents and uh, being a call center agent does not really entail graduating from a very specific course. Mm -hmm. uh, do, you, do you support the call for for more graduates to actually work in, in call centers right now? Well, at this point in time, when we have such a high unemployment rate, no, I don't think we can really be choosy. Mm -hmm. Which indicates also why the, the mistakes we have, that we are not um, giving them other opportunities. For instance, um, you know, I find it hard to reconcile the fact that a country that can produce uh, uh, the malicious uh, virus called I love you, that. Uh, was the consternation of everybody in this whole world mm -hmm. who serves the head. No? Cannot uh, uh, re-channel that energy and that drive, that creativity to something more productive. Mm -hmm. So there seems to be a discontinuity in our intrinsic abilities, perhaps our educational system, the value formation aspect, the opportunities, so that we can achieve the potentials, uh, the fullest potentials of what is intrinsically in us. Mm -hmm. okay? So again, Bubble review. What are the focus of our IT schools, for instance? 
why is India so successful? No, why have they been able to re-attract their immigrants who have gone to Silicon Valley and have gone back to India? No, can we not do the same thing? Can we not? Uh, in, there's so many things that can be done. No? And again, uh, a core philosophy is I will not dictate on anybody. I am open to all ideas. And that which seems to be most plausible and most promising should be supported. Uh, hi sir, I'm Tech Torres, a justice Hello. reporter for Inquire.net. My first question would be, what do you see as the country's three most pressing problems and what solutions can you propose? Well, as an economist, I really think it has to do with the economy and the idea of so many people really being in a perpetual state of want. The idea that, you know, the, the stereotype is a family in Metro Manila or any other urban area sharing one bowl of noodles, no? as the daily sustenance. And then you wonder, what happens to that family down the line when there is not sufficient nutrition? The other is the, the numbers of OFWs that the country is deploying. Officially, it's about 9 million. But we understand it's even more than that. No? Then you wonder, of course, they make such a contribution right now, but 10, 15 years from now, especially for those that don't have bo both parents, no? bringing their children, I wonder what will be paying the country you know, will be paying in terms of societal problems 10, 15 years from now. And of course, in the political sphere, you know, we, are, uh, in, we really are, in effect, in a state of limbo. Primarily because there are so many questions and issues that have been left hanging. There has never been any resolution. And there seems to be no desire on the, on the part of those who are in charge of the administration of this country and the governance to even put a closure to any of this. And instead, has kept on adding more and more issues. So instead of, in, if you want to look at the, the net effect, look at the Magdalo uprising. From 300 people, the next was in February, February 24 or so, uh, in 2000, 2006, where he had three major units of the AFP and the PNP, namely the South, the Scout Rangers, and the Marines, being called into question of rising up in revolt. No? together with their generals. So the problem has not been diminished. It seems to be increasing. And that will tend to make everybody looking at it pessimistic because you know, the, only, the only branches of government that are still effective in maintaining their democratic roles, the Senate and the Supreme Court, are also in a constant state of attack no? by the other sectors of, uh, of this government. Sir, um, do you agree that the only answer to the country's problems is charter change? In fact, I don't agree that it is charter change. No? In, like any a computer or garbage in produces garbage out. If at the end of the day, our, our problem rests with the idea of political survival, concentrating power into the hands of those who are concerned primarily only with their survival, will not nev never push them towards addressing the issues of the country and the problems of the country. Now, um, we can go into the details, like for instance, when they say that a parliamentary system is the, seems to be the panacea for all our problems, you can go to examples like Italy or Japan. No? Italy had more governments in, up to the 80s than it had years after World War II. There were years that they had three governments. 
you have uh, Japan which prides itself in its homogeneity that uh, has surrendered its governance to unaccountable people, namely in the bureaucracy, who have uh, decided one of the worst excesses is to build bridges, the equivalent of going to Opari to Batanes, no, and it's not utilized. After completing the first, they've already completed the second, all, also to the same area, so therefore there's even less usage of that facility, and they're embarking on the third bridge. And there's no accountability. So, regardless of the system, it's really, the main issue is the people who will be populating that system. So saying uh, charter change, you know, but I guess another way of saying it is people who are advocating charter change are the ones who have made the system fail and expect to be rewarded by being power in perpetuity. And that is, I guess, the worst scam that can befall the Filipino people. Uh, but do you think, sir, that there should be some reforms made uh, to our constitution? True, but in given the present atmosphere, even if those reforms are put into place, there seems to be an overwhelming desire to water down the best provisions that we had in the 87 Constitution. For instance, your idea of term limits no, mm -hmm. is the most attractive to a lot of our colleagues in the House. Yung relaxation on the rules on warrantless arrests, for instance, no, which uh, might increase the tendencies of some quarters for their <laughs> fascistic uh, intentions in addressing the peace and order or the crime situation will be given and some say more avenues to abuse. Is that is that right also? You know, regardless of uh, any proposal, we have to we have to examine. You know, have you complied with what have you given this this system the best chance there is? You know? um, and I'm not only talking about the politicians, Shepard, even in, 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 in my district, for instance, when it's the town fiesta, tradition has it that they, they request for two orchestras. And I pointed out when I first started uh, the cheapest orchestra at that time was something like 40,000 pesos no, for that night. So two would be 80,000 pesos. The president of the Philippines makes only 50,000 pesos. Intrinsically, you're inducing whoever you approach to undertake um, some corrupt practices to fund these things that are not really necessary. So there should really be a meeting of the minds between those who are governing and the governed and to really chart where do you want to go. No? In, let us not just mouth all of these platitudes and these motherhood statements, but rather let us act towards the direction where we really want to go. Sir, um, what holds more important, uh, national sovereignty or our international commitment? There should not be any discontinuity between the two. Mm -hmm. no, our international commitments have to be part and parcel of our national interests. No. So when there is, in, I really would... When there's a conflict, at the end of the day, no, yung we in government are elected by the Filipino people to serve the Filipinos' interests. No? So that should, there should be, if there's a debate, there shouldn't be a question that it is in, in either a national concern, I'll, I like to phrase it that way, no? national concerns should outweigh the international um, agreements, relations, etc. Because that is where the allegiance has to be of anybody in government, no? to the people who bestowed power on this elected official. So, sir, will you push for a review of the visiting forces again? Once, while I'm in the set, yes. I don't, yung, uh, my aunt made the film, I'm not sure if it was in the martial lawyers, starring Nora Honor called Minsan May Isang Gamagamo, talking about uh, relations of the people outside of the bases. Okay, and Nora Honor's favorite expression, or called most quoted expression is, 
my brother is not a pig. No? Now, yung, if a person in the, in the celebrated case no, of, uh, of what's, uh, Nicole and I don't remember the Marine's name. No? If, um, if a Filipino was uh, convicted to the same degree, he would be in jail going through the appeals process. No? So that is the right and that is uh, the penalty that a Filipino, the, the most important segment, I guess, in this, in this society can expect. Then you have a foreigner who will not be subject to the same law. No? Um, recently, I saw on one of the cable channels, uh, the former Prime Minister of Singapore, uh, Go Chok Tong, if I'm not mistaken, and they were talking about this uh, teenager, American teenager, who vandalized several cars and uh, stole some street signs in Singapore. The penalty is caning. No? And uh, President Clinton at that time made appeals that the, the child or that this teenager would be spared the caning penalty. And uh, Singapore stood firm. He said, there are laws for a Singaporean and this should not apply to a visitor. We cannot agree. So they paid the price. No? They, they couldn't talk. When they asked for appointments with Clinton, they, couldn't, they weren't given for like two years. But at the end of the day, you know, they were treated with more respect you know, by somebody who really should have been treating them with the same respect from the get-go. Here, if we will be, um, in, if we have afforded uh, that Marine uh, all the opportunities to defend himself, then we give him, again, you know, the same rights to appeal that any other Filipino citizen can have. But he cannot have more privileges than you know, our citizen has. And I guess that is a, a, a minimum concern that I have with regards to the VFA. Thank you. Uh, good evening, Congressman. Good evening. I'm Joel. I covered the defense. First off, are you in favor of uh, requiring senatorial candidates to submit themselves to uh, drug tests? I have no problems with that. No? But at the same time, yung, you have to balance. Like, the idea of your privacy. No? Parang, there seems to be such a trend to impose so many conditions on one sector of society that you do not impose on any other sector of society. And I'm not saying that ano, everybody should undertake a drug test because we feel that ano, everybody's a potential drug user. No? Now that, that is not the position I'm advocating. Yung, with regards to that, I have no issue. But things like yung single identification card, which is the next step in possible no, invading privacy. Imagine if you had, uh, in effect, para a PIN number for everything, your taxes, your your bank accounts, your your phone bills, etc., uh, licenses. Knowledge is power, and given the the tendency of, uh, for instance, uh, issues like wiretapping, which is um, practiced more in the breach rather than in the observance, I would be very cautious. Yung all of this uh, weakening of the concept of rights to privacy. Have you submitted yourself to a drug test? We are not uh, required to do so, no. And I would have done it already except that I have been given schedules that uh, limit me to four hours of sleep every day. And I don't know, and they have, I've asked them, my, this is my campaign staff, no, for the past two weeks uh, to get me a schedule to have that test. Meaning, look for what is recognized as a credible drug testing agency, schedule when I can go there so that I can submit it as soon as possible. But I have been given assignments to go you know, to all the provinces. We have 80 provinces to cover in 90 days. Eh? So I will have to remind them again tomorrow to put it in, in a schedule as soon as possible. 
earlier you mentioned the uh, Opud mutiny uh, hmm. and the events of February 24 last year. As a legislator, hmm. how will you uh, solve the problem of restiveness in the military? Because even before that, no, yung, there was a, a video I once saw of the Balikatan exercises. And our soldiers were uh, zeroing their rifles. And they were being assisted by Americans who were spraying WD-40 on the front sides. No? Yung, what that tells me is this front sides, WD-40 is a lubricating oil, the front sides were no longer moving. Could that be adjusted? Hence the need for that, that oil. So I said, we can't even give our soldiers the necessary tool, no? but just uh, the consumables to be, for them to be able to effectively carry out their job. That is part of the lack of support that we have given them. And yes, especially given the fact that we have been spending so many billions in helping and in trying to meet their needs. No? Yung, it is obvious that there is a lot of reform that should be done with regards to in government purchases in general. But even in that in that sphere specifically. So how would you address it? When you when a soldier says, uh, like one of the lieutenants who was involved in Oakwood, he was featured in a TV magazine show and he said, uh, we have requested on the chain of command for items like boots or medicines and so on and so forth. Two years later or three years later, they, he still had not been responded to. Can we blame them for running out of patients already? Especially when our oh, interlock. Um, there were a lot of deployments of uh, army soldiers, no? And uh, I was really wondering why their uniforms were like three or four sizes too big for them. And I asked uh, the lieutenant that I came across of how we could be of assistance. And he said, pagkain, sir. And he said, pagkain meaning what? I thought they, they needed something extra. Turns out something as, as staple as rice, no? Like five sacks for his platoon for the entire month, no? Was, was something they would really really appreciate even rice is a is a is a scarce commodity so can you blame them no? and especially when you when you have when you see the disparity between the haves and have-nots in that establishment and not only them no? so in, I didn't want to encompass the whole issue of all of their purchase, purchases at the same time so the very first that I concentrated on was yung, yung petroleum oil and lubricants and after seven years, I cannot claim that they have already undertaken bidding. No? I'm still pressing them. It is a, like a long-running joke already that I will always advocate it come budget time that they really finally come to a bidding process. But it hasn't happened in its entirety. There's been some positive movement, but no, not enough. So in that sense, I'm very hard-headed and I'm very stubborn. I will, I will push more for that and I will look into other areas that could be that could be explored. For instance, um, we are going to buy, or there has always been dreams of buying fighter aircraft. There are advocates of saying, we don't need fighter aircraft, we need transport aircraft, we need uh, point defenses along for our anti-aircraft needs. We don't want to invade anybody else. No? Why will we need something with offensive capabilities? Or like, so rifles for our soldiers, no? Na Vietnam era vintage, no? Maski naman sa anong method of accounting, matagal nang fully depreciated to. And yet, we're asking our people to rely on these things with their lives, no? day in, day out. So, I will really be looking into that a lot more. So, how much funding should go to the AFP? Alam, alam mo, when I started in government, the litany has always been, we don't have funds. Even for things like maintaining the MacArthur Highway, the primary road between Metro Manila and the North. 
So in terms of how much should go to them, that is a very specific figure. And I would not like to tie myself to a specific percentage or specific figure. Uh, at that point in time, when the budget comes around, what should be the most, uh, what should have the first priority, should get the best funds. No? Uh, will we have, for instance, um, a need to ready ourselves for the bird flu epidemic, which we have been spared for? Should we be embarking on more assistance to agriculture because we are running out of rice, for instance, or among other crops? Uh, education, no? how much do we really need to revitalize it and point it in the right direction? How much for agrarian reform? That, I think, is ano, a case that should be made by the various department heads come the budget presentation time. But often, I really would prefer uh, preparing for the future, and that, to me, means in a bulk, a very significant bulk, should be in education. Aside from the lack of equipment, these rebel soldiers they can take it upon themselves to uh, make a statement. So how do you prevent them from engaging in partisan politics? How do you shield them from politics? Well, by addressing the needs that they are no longer made frustrated and desperate, that they have to resort to this unconventional means of uh, addressing the issues. So what does that mean? No? When you have something like Garzi, why can we not have it investigated thoroughly? Why can't we put it, put a rest to the issue? When you have a fertilizer scam, no? why cannot the government produce uh, a vital witness like Jok Jok Bolante and instead allow him to submit himself to American justice when he should be facing the Filipino people. Well, I guess what I try to say is, if you embark on uh, a campaign to never really address any issue squarely, we will find ourselves um, getting worse in a worse and worse situation, primarily because issues keep on piling up. No? If you want to cover up something, you will uh, come up with a new crime to cover up the first, a third to cover up the first and the second, and so on and so forth. And if it's a never-ending chain, especially if you're young and you're impatient, no, you will have, uh, you will run out of patience a lot earlier than your seniors, and you are prone more to impetuousness than those who have learned more in life and want to temper the responses accordingly. You know, when I was um. When my father, for instance, got assassinated, no? I had really given up on the system. I really felt that those who were guilty of it were mad dogs of society. And like any other society, it can how does one address uh, a mad dog which is rampaging? It is destroyed. So I wanted the eye-for-eye eye solution already found in the Old Testament. Of course, my mother, various other influences reminded me that my father opted for the non-violent truth. And therefore, I committed based on certain parameters and certain limitations, to go as far as possible in that particular route to fulfill his dreams. So here, again, I will, I will say, that we have so many resources, we have spent so many billions or trillions already of pesos, and all it really needs is just a little fine-tuning. No? And even just the ability for our people to say, hindi okay yan, and I'm saying no, stop it. For that, you, that that's the only thing. No? For anything wrong to transpire, People, by either by action or inaction, have supported this wrong thing. So, when um, the Garcia issue came about, they didn't want to solve it. And if people stood up and said, we want you, whom we have bestowed power upon, to settle this matter once and for all. No. Uh, I have to consult my lawyers, but things like, we will not go to work, for instance, until this is resolved. Could have pressured government into addressing that issue squarely. Things like, we will pay our taxes on the last day 
on of the deadline for paying taxes could have probably moved government to to really address that issue things like that no but the idea is maski ano paggawin namin ng attitude wala namang mangyayari ayun no the issue is still there what needs to be done to stop the killings of left-wing militants and journalists my experience is if the government has political will it exercises it it stops so what should Arroyo do? Bah, arrest people get them to trial convict the guilty what does that mean? No? when the president uh, says we will not tolerate and we will go after you and the following day no, there is a new killing doesn't that send the wrong signal? No, parang doesn't that make the government so what, inutile and so futile at the same time and once that challenge is done no, to the state the state should even double its effort, should even be stronger in the response after having been challenged. But what do we get? No? Para a subsequent statement reiterating the first. What do we get? A commissioning the Melo Commission, and then once it's done, having the spin masters work on it and say it's not it's not a working that's completed. Parang there's a suppression again of information and truth, which shouldn't exist in a democratic environment in a representative democratic environment of that. Are you convinced that the military is behind the killings? Well, the Melo Commission report in the interview by Justice Melo said as much, no? A lot of them were. I will not, I will not uh, prejudge anybody who is subject to uh, his day in court and his freedoms to be considered innocent until proven guilty. But I think I will have even a greater concern with a government that cannot protect its citizens. Again, no? Yung, you look at comparative ano, crimes, well, not really comparative crimes, but other crimes. Na when there is a, um, a rush of kidnappings, the government says, we will go after you. Isn't the kidnapping problem addressed? When there was an issue of armored car holdups, wasn't that addressed? Didn't that stop? When there were bank robberies, no? that there, again, daily, the government concentrated it and it stopped. Now, in terms of these murders, you know, I, I don't think that the vast majority of our men in uniform are involved in this. There perhaps, if there are, there are certain elements only. So once you start arresting some of them, that already curtails all their other future victims. But when you have an inability to arrest, when you're so much more concerned with the press releases rather than getting justice, now are you not really in effect sending a message that, go ahead, no? you will not be caught anyway, you can do whatever you want. And that is the danger to society. Sir, what bills will you prioritize in the Senate? I answered that a while ago. But yung one of the, ano, one of the, well, even before the bills, I think it will be resolutions first. Eh. Uh, resolutions really addressing yung the weakening of the check and balance mechanisms found in the CA and in the budget process. No? But in terms of impact bills, I really am so enamored of trying to get yung management and labor working together. No? When you're a small firm, it's um, it's so easy to think of the operation being your operation, a joint operation. When you become a bigger form, it becomes management and union. In Tagalog, it becomes kayo at kami. And I want to get it back to tayo. And the method for me, for tayo, is to have some a common direction by having that profit sharing. That, I think, will be the first bill that I will file. Thank you, sir. Thank you.